Blaine and Mickey, 104.5, The Zone Hour, number two on your radio. Doug Matthews is going to join us in about 20 minutes. We'll talk, uh, look ahead to the Music City Bowl. But right now we're looking ahead to tonight's 49ers game. As they are in town to take on the Titans, you can just stay here on The Zone. Uh, the rest of the day at end of tonight, we'll transition into pregame programming on 3HL later today. And then the game will be on, and then we'll be on afterwards to uh, talk about whatever happens. But right as we came on today, there were a couple things that happened. Number one... It's like a good news, bad news. Uh, there was a tweet from Ian Rappaport that A.J. Brown would come off of IR. He's been practicing this week and that he would go uh, tonight for the Tennessee Titans. He would be activated from injured reserve. So no sooner did that kind of blast its way through the Internet world than Kendall Lamb, uh, who's a Titans backup offensive tackle, who, because yesterday the news was Roger Saffold, and Taylor Lewan would miss this game. They were ruled out yesterday uh, along with David Long and Laurel Murchison. So the Titans are going to be missing the left side of their offensive line. Well, Aaron Brewer had filled in at guard for Roger Saffold last week. Um, Roger Saffold also in a late announcement yesterday from the Titans in COVID protocol. Okay, then you start thinking, okay, he's in the offensive lineman room. Would there be some other cases? Kendall Lamb puts on his Instagram account, who's a backup tackle, that he... Had entered potentially the starting this game. Potentially, I, assuming by I, us, I think yeah, or me, we think he would have started the game. Um, past precedent said that probably would have been Kendall Lamb's job for tonight. He tweeted that he had entered uh, the NFL's COVID or put it on his Instagram that he had entered the NFL's COVID protocol. So you're without Taylor Lewan, you're without Roger Saffold, Lewan with an injury, Saffold with an injury, and uh, well with an illness, COVID. He started with an illness, and now it's been he's in the COVID protocol. Uh, Kendall Lamb, the same thing that he announced himself. I need to check email. As of the start of the show today, we had nothing from the Titans that verified that. So, uh, I'll so we're, we're going here. across the the starting lineup for the offensive line. Let's do it. Starting left to right, or let's go right to left. Starting with Quiz. Yeah. <laughs> quiz. Who, who's the Who's the guard? Nate Davis. Nate Davis. Center. Big Ben. Who's the guard? Left guard. Brewer. Aaron Brewer was last week. And yes. Dylan Radins at left tackle is what we're going to assume is going to happen here. I don't know. If they put some of those guys that were on the practice squad ahead of a second-round pick, I'm going to blow my stack. Mm-mm. You got to put them out there now. I'm so sorry. We're putting you in a bind. But this is where we're at. So I wonder how much he's even practiced tackle. <laughs> see, see, like, uh, man, he could be out there looking lost, or he could be out there looking like I've been doing this all week. And because remember, they kind of said he's a guard based off of uh, when they dress him and don't dress him. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that he's going to be the guy or not. It could be one of the guys off the practice squad. Derwin Gray and Christian Delaro are the two guys who are listed as who have experience in the, the league. Titans practice squad. Yeah. Um, I believe Delaro has a little bit more experience than Derwin Gray, but they're guys who do have some NFL experience who would be available to the Titans because of the current way the roster construction in the league allows you to bring up guys, obviously, to replace guys who are on the COVID list. And then Levin's going to be your your guard backup guy? Corey Levin, yep, who could be a guard or center. Uh, so you got your backup interior guy, and Dylan Radins. Man, he may not. He may not start. He may just dress. Listening to that, mm-hmm. if he's a guard, he may not 
dare I say, not dress? No, he's got. Uh, you have to. I think he should start. I mean, but I haven't watched him practice. If he hadn't been playing tackle now, yeah, that's a tough one. I think they think he's a guard. But, man, desperate time, desperate measures. So that means practice squad guy over Dylan Radins. I'm a big proponent on practicing the position, too. I, I don't like moving guys and then they didn't practice there. I, I, that's, that's tough. You're uh, asking for a mental mess-ups as well as the physical part. We were doing a show one day, and somebody brought up Justin Hunter and said he wasn't a competitor. And you said, stop. Don't, don't. If you get to this level, you're a competitor. Don't, don't say that. You, you don't know. Don't, don't say that. If you make the NFL, you are a fierce competitor. Mm-hmm. This would be a heck of a blow for a guy like Raiden's, though, because you know he's competing. He's trying his best. Of course. And just to keep having people move past him, and it makes you wonder, is it, is it, a, 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 de- a development issue? Is it? Is it maybe picking up the nuances of things? I just wonder what all would go into him getting this deep. And there are weeks he still doesn't even dress. He's not even an emergency plan for the team. They would well, dress. Being in the second round, now, if he was later round, sure, undrafted, I, I think there'd be no issue. But the fact of the matter is, he went in the second round, so it could mess with him mentally and his confidence. Yeah, because he could say, "Whatever I do, no matter what." They don't believe in me. So it depends on his mental makeup. Some guys like myself, I'd be coming out there and they'd be mad at me that I'm going so hard at practice and we're in week 15. Yeah. They would be upset at me. My, probably my teammates too on the defensive line. They, I, I would be really lit every day. Every day would be game day for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm about to show you whatever you think of me is not right. So and I, I, when I watch him, at least in run plays, and I'm going back all the way to preseason, I thought he, his physicality was there. Remember, they put him out there. He played like all – he played like every snap of every preseason. Remember? Yeah. He, that dude was a constant in the preseason. Yeah. He was constantly out there. And then that's when I think they realized, uh, maybe tackle's not it. But guard, when I'm – and I'm when I watched him at guard, I said, okay, I, I see some potential here. It's a big athletic dude. He can move. Mm-hmm. And he's got some nastiness to him. Oh, he was – he was – he. he yeah, I'm thinking about the the Falcons game, right? He was cutting, like cutting, like getting. And then he was, ru- yeah. Then he was running down the field, showing his athleticism. So I, I just wonder how how much further does he have to go that he's because he's getting better with every practice. And let's not forget, he only played one game last year in regular college football of one double A football. Yeah, and not taking a shot at anybody who plays it, but you're. He didn't play one game for you know Michigan against Ohio State. He right. played one game for North Dakota State. Yeah. And, you know, what I can say is, which everybody thought was a no-brainer, home run hit, first-round pick, not by Robinson, but who played an interior lineman. And I remember having him on air, Chance Womack, mm-hmm. who was the 10th pick of the draft. Ask him, what is the difference between college at Alabama, which is the best of the best, best of the best, and, and the pros? In the NFL. He said, oh, man, the guys are so much quicker and faster. This is a guy talking about interior defensive linemen. And he played at Alabama in the SEC. He says, I'm, I'm still adjusting to that. It's just kind of, it's different. He's a guy. <laughs> it was, was kind of strange looking at him because we went from talking about he loves eating tacos to, to that. Like, well, maybe you should put down some of those tacos and maybe get a little lighter on your feet. <laughs> Do you remember he bet against himself? Right, in his with the insurance contract. Policy. He took mm-hmm. an insurance policy that with his the second, Eagles? 
Was it? Was it? He league? signed his second deal with the Eagles for only like a one year deal, and it was less than whatever the projected. You could take out an insurance policy. He yeah. bet against himself. Yeah. To well, make up the difference, or his or his agent told him, "Hey, man, let's do this." Yeah. He said, oh yeah, sure. But uh, I would have said it was a no brainer. It was going to be probably a Pro Bowl guard coming in. He was a fantastic college football player. Oh man. <sighs> He, he, At the tenth, highest level. Tenth pick. Yeah. He's the top so ten pick. In- what I'm getting at is transitioning from oh, college to pro, no matter where you go to school. Offensive lineman, it, it's a tough deal. It's a it's a tough deal. And and they, they ran the football, you know, at North Dakota State. So he definitely understands run blocking. So so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. There's a report, like we said, AJ would be active tonight. Um um, Julio came off of any kind of injury designation. He doesn't have an injury designation, which means barring some kind of setback, I guess, in warm-ups. You have A.J. and Julio. How much do you help both of the tackles tonight with fullbacks and tight ends and just like t- a lot of two-man routes? Two or three-man routes? Yeah. I'm, I'm with it. When you got elite players out there, you can get away with that. Yep. Now, we got to make sure um, you know A.J. Brown is, is sharp. Got to remember now, he hadn't played in a month in an actual game. So where's his shape at? You know, in-game shape uh, is a little different. Uh, so you got to monitor that a little bit. But he's got to fight through it, and he's going to have to do it for the team. Uh, so that means he, you know, may not, you know, block as well. Let's just say that because he's trying to conserve energy. Uh, and can Julio play an entire game? Whether he's catching passes or not, I, I'm not even good. Just because he's out there is a good thing just from a – Systematic point of view of a threat, uh, but uh, can he stay healthy in, in the game? Don't come out at halftime; he can't go. Oh right. man! So maybe they did it on purpose. I, I don't know. Maybe they said, "Hey," but that that Steeler game, maybe they thought they could win it and say, "Hey, we're going to rest up short week. We saw enough. Just get ready for Thursday." If maybe they held they on to the ball, they they would have won the game. Yeah. Well, yeah. they didn't throw the ball. But I mean, if there's that too, if they would have just punted, if I would have saw, <laughs> it, it was crazy. If I would have saw Kern a little bit more, yep. I think I think they would have won. Well, that defense, the way they were playing, they absolutely could have punted and all they night. They were flying around. They I had seen something like that in a while. That was impressive. Debo, and they go, they're gonna have to do that. Kittle. That's what they're gonna have to do now. Not just fly around. They're gonna have to create some turnovers. They're gonna have to shorten the field. And I hate to say that because guess what? I'm sure that's what the coaches are telling them. And then now they're gonna start pressing, pressing, trying to make plays instead of letting it just free flow and happen. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to compensate, just like the offense did last year for their defense. Yeah. Now you're going to do the same thing for the offense. You're making my neck hurt now. Mm-hmm. Usually yeah. I say things and your neck hurts. Yeah, yeah. Well, my trap was hurt when I came in here and I heard Dylan Raiden's maybe starting. <laughs> what? What happened to the linemen? Where did they go? <laughs> oh, COVID. COVID. All right. Yeah. Uh, there is some breaking Tennessee news. Oh. That is really good news for Vol fans. And we're going to talk about that next. And we're going to talk to Coach Doug Matthews. It's good news. It's a good news portion of the program, Vol fans. Stick around. That's next. Blaine and Mickey. Good news. What you talking about, Willis? Good news. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Christmas Eve Eve to all of you out there. Santa Claus getting a sled all loaded up. Uh, maybe he can drop an offensive lineman off for the Titans tonight for Thursday Night Football because they're going to need one. We'll continue to talk Titans and 49ers in the next segment, but uh, let's take a little detour, talk to our friend Coach Doug Matthews, who joins us now same time every week. He joins us courtesy of the Tennessee Highway 
safety office if you put down some drinks this holiday season or anytime. Remember, put down your keys. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, just like our friend, Coach Doug oh, Matthews. Coach, man. Merry Christmas Eve, Eve. How you doing? Yeah, same to you and same to you all. Yeah. It's yeah, a I, great I, time of year. And, uh, it we're, is. I guess we're blessed with this. I'm, I'm not a cold weather guy. How about this weather? <laughs> man. Oh, it's been 70 it. on Christmas. Yeah. That oh, makes man, me nervous. It's, it's 50 degrees. I, it feels like it anyway we, with the sun. But, man, uh, the Titans are in a bad shape. And I'm going to say the Titans because, man, y'all have an offensive lineman there at Tennessee, man. They could use him right now. He would start right now in the starting lineup, Cade Mays. I don't know what he's debating about, but uh, I think he'd be better than the guys that they try to put out there you know, in this game that's available. <laughs> kind of interesting about him. He has not said one way or the other. I yeah. think he's a guard, by the way, in the NFL. I don't think there's any question about mm-hmm. that. That's probably what he – Certainly is his best position in college, but sometimes you have to move you guys to move around. The thing about him is, good. though, that he has shown that he can play both in, a, in an emergency, mm-hmm. which is always good. But uh, I'm a little surprised at that, too. I, I don't know. Uh, I, it's 50-50 I would think bet. he's made his I would I think he was made his mind up. You know, his, his father got a younger brother who's really coming on, by the way. Right. Cooper's a – It's in it, right? Gonna be, yeah, and he's a good – very. he's going to get better and better. That's too. like the Dysons where you got two NFL kids in one family. You know, what is, what, what's in the water in these places? Yeah, like the old Selman boys. Back the Dewey there. and Leroy, yeah. Yeah, I forget the other one. It was a third. Uh, yeah. They were all but, good. Yes, so. they were. Anyway, anyway. Uh, some other good news for Vol fans. I teased this on the other side of the break, Sonny. You'd been here. Cedric Tillman just put on social media that he would come back. Uh, he says, we are constantly striving for improvement as a team. And in everything we do, we have made significant strides in my game this year. Well, I have made, he said, significant strides in my game this year. I feel like I have much left to prove in the orange and white. Therefore, I will be returning for my 2022 senior season in Knoxville. Let's run it back. Cedric Tillman. Boy. Mm. Woo. That's yeah, big, man, Hinden Hooker. Yeah, that's good. Watch out. Uh, you know, the, 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 really from about game seven, eight on, maybe even before that, Tennessee played three wide receivers the whole ball game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jones Jr., who was an excellent, excellent player. I think if you look at the end of the year, which it is the end of the year, you look back and see everything that he did. He was an excellent blocker, could catch the short ball and make something out of physical runner, return kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh he was he was as, as important as anybody on that football team. Peyton, uh, the uh, transfer that came in, uh, actually from Hillsborough High School, but right. came to Tennessee one this year, and and then Tillman. Well, the other two have left, and Tillman coming back's a big deal. He yeah. uh, physical, can run. Uh, he's a combat catcher, a good blocker, which you have to be out on the corner with all the little screens they throw and things out there. So that, that's not, not a surprise that he was coming back. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And I think Tennessee's going to have more. Uh, well, I know they're going to have more coming back. It's one reason why they uh, will not take as many transfer portal players as previously planned mm. because they have a lot. They have a lot of players. At 11, if you count them all up now, they're not all. Some of them are COVID seniors. Some other are, are taking advantage of that COVID year. Mm. But uh you got 11 guys coming back that, that could easily have left for one reason or the other. That does not include Cade Mays. So if he would happen to come back, don't think he will. But I don't. I, that's just gut feeling. I don't know about that. But uh, uh, that's, that's a pretty good number. Experienced players. All these guys have mm-hmm. played uh, at least three years of college football, if not all at Tennessee, and most of them at Tennessee. And many of them are two, three-year starters. And that, that experience is hard to hard to come by. I sure is. Uh, Coach Doug Matthews, our guest here on Blade and Mickey, Tennessee Highway Safety Office, making it happen.
Mm. Yeah, you're talking about returning players. You got the both the tight ends are coming back. I think they announced it, which is a really good. Very familiar with the system, but. Who is going to play for Alante Taylor in this bowl game? Who would you who would you guess? I, mean, I know you're not on the staff and everything else, but who would you think? Well, well first off, he, will not, he won't play in this game, but they got a right. junior college player. That's what I'm talking about. Who will play for him? Uh, uh, I don't know. Kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Coach Heupel was asked about this in his, in his pre-practice, uh, for the bowl game back oh, a week or so ago. Okay. He said, we'll have several players that will bl- pl- be playing in that position. Uh, and I would suspect that uh, maybe Christian Charles might be one. Rucker might be one. I think Haddon, who was the, who transferred Transfer in last year SEC, and, yeah, and right. played some, I think he'll probably start there. But I, one of the, you know, one of the things that happens, you don't want those players to particularly not play. Uh, although I certainly can understand why Alante Taylor is, is not, and mm-hmm. to me, anybody that has any criticism with the leadership and the and the everything that he's put in that program for four years, I, I think it's rather silly to do that. Mm-hmm. But you get a look at these younger guys. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a couple of ways. I think we we talked a little bit about this uh, last week, but there's a couple of ways as a coaching staff, not talking about fans, but as coaching staff to look at a bowl game like this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not playing for the Sugar Bowl. You're not playing right. to get into you know the national championship game. One way to look at it, and one that I started looking more at it like after I got out of coaching, it's an opportunity to get the guys in a game against a Some good experience. football team mm-hmm. that are going to be playing for you next year. Yep. Because you know, seven and five or seven and six versus eight. You know that that's that's uh, you know that. Is that important? Yes, but I think there's more things important. And as you all know, I I don't put hardly any stock in in bowl games anymore. Anyway, I think they should be rewards. Sure. They used to be, you know, back when Tennessee won the 1951 national championship, they got beat in the bowl game. But the bowl game didn't count back then. They named the national championship before that right. because it was supposed to be a reward. Uh, a lot of people don't agree with that, but that's that's the way I look at it now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw a Shuler. Navy, right? Is that his name? Navy. Pretty Navy cool Shula. name. And I know, uh, I think he's walking on, or is he? Yeah, he'll be a, uh, I, there's really not any difference between a preferred walk on and a walk on. Right. At the end uh, of the day, preferred walk on is, quite honestly, just makes the walk on feel better, better that he's preferred. Mm-hmm. They want all of them, or right. they wouldn't be coming there. But, uh, yeah. Is this a guy a, that could be under the radar that could potentially I don't know about that. Maybe uh, for you a backup know, role or something? I don't something? know about that, but it's, it's pretty neat. I mean, his mm-hmm. his dad was one of the great Ooh, players. Sure was. Was he? Uh, you talk about, you know, different eras. If he played in this era with oh, running quarterbacks Ooh. and, uh, and of course, had a phenomenal year. That, and has really athlete. been a huge, huge supporter and, and a big, uh, big supporter of UT football. Mm-hmm. Well, the University of Tennessee since he left there. But pretty neat. Heath was a... Heath was a special player. Big oh, guy. No I don't know if you ever met him. Right? Oh, yeah, I've yeah, met him. He, he, big mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, I've met him big in guy. person, had a conversation with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, now, you just talked about preferred and just walk-on, and you said basically there's really no difference. It just makes the guy feel happy. But when you find a walk-on that can actually play, how does the competition between him and a scholarship player really become equal? Or can it ever, because you're always, as a coach, he was a walk-on, even though he may look better than 
the scholarship yep. athlete. Blaine, really, did he ever overcome that? Oh, I, 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 by the way, I was a walk-on. Absolutely, and let me tell you why. <laughs> it, it, it's because, as you know, let's say you go to a team. Let's say Blaine Bishop's coming in defensive back. Well, maybe we're only recruiting one or two defensive backs that year. You got a limited number, mm-hmm. you know, because we need other things. Absolutely, uh, and uh, you know, kickers used to be all be walk-ons, right? Uh, right. Most of them still are now, mm-hmm. but no, a- a- absolutely. Now, the, here's what the preferred part gets you when they talk about preferred walk-on. You're only allowed to br- have at any one time before school starts. Mm-hmm. Let's move. Let's move ahead to, to next fall. You can only have 105 players on the mm-hmm. team. Right. Well, you got 85, you know, scholarship. So you got another 25, roughly. After school starts, you can have as many as you want. So the preferred, what that means is you can come in early. Mm -hmm. You and I may both be walk-ons. You may come in early, and I could be just as good. But, again, they're looking at the numbers. Those preferred walk-ons actually are where do we need help. And normally it's linemen. Mm -hmm. In this instance, they need quarterback help. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got to run the scout squad. Somebody's got to throw passes and drills. Uh, So that's the preferred part of it. And you'll see every year around the country – one or two players that get put on full scholarship mm-hmm. because of that. So it's a uh, and you overlook guys. Let me tell you another area. Yeah, I just no, wanted to hit real big. Let me tell you where, where what's really going to start happening at these major universities. That's where name. That's where a lot of name, image, likeness is going to go for players that maybe uh, Tennessee Tech, uh, UT Martin, and schools of that size around the country. Mm-hmm. You're going to see these major universities go in and say, "Listen, it's going to cost you thirty thousand dollars to go to school here." We're going to get you an name, image, likeness for this. It's not going to cost you a penny. Yeah, you can walk on up here. I think BYU's already doing that. They yeah. they had a guy. Well, that they gave fun- it to everybody. They had everybody a guy that, they they had a guy that funded yeah. twenty of them. But yeah. you know, you're going to see yeah, exactly. more and more of that. Yeah. Uh, be- because the situation is just like that. So maybe to call a preferred walk on then right, might really be some. You're going to see. Yeah. I, I think you're going to see as much name, image, likeness. Not not as much money, but as many walk on players getting name image likeness as you are scholarship players because uh the, the to get those walk on good walk ons to come in uh-huh. we're going to give you name image likeness. I say we the university is not going to do it but we all know how that that works See, that's kind of interesting I don't, I don't know if I, I mean I'm going to follow that cuz I don't I don't know how much that because I'm looking at the actual players and the players who play are going to be the ones that you can sell. I, I I just don't know how that kind of works in college. We don't know anybody. Well, know. here's the way here's the way it'll work, Blaine. This will be nil money that they don't care if you play or not. I mean, they mm-hmm. do, but they they're not trying to get anything out of. This is to help the university to help right, the football so it'll be just some players in. It won't be like Nike or somebody like some, that put in there. Yeah, uh-oh. it'd be booster money. It's, it's right. exactly what it's going to be, because, and all of them are going to do it. Well, yeah, all of them <laughs> well, they got to keep up. <laughs> Yeah, so it, I, it was always interesting because as a walk-on myself personally, I always felt like the scholarship athlete, and this was I was waiting for you to say, but you, you never said it, and that was that he was given multiple opportunities to mess up, and I was only given one opportunity. And so that's where the difference is. So you're saying a guy that could get a full scholarship to Texas Tech, he's playing on paying on himself that he'll – get more opportunities based off his performance. And when we know in likelihood you are invested in the actual scholarship athlete. So they're going to give him more opportunities to mess up than you. You just got to know that going into it and in the, in the likelihood that you're going to actually beat them out, even if you're even is unlikely.
because the, the coaches I, I lean towards trying is, to be right than actually. I would say wrong. that is fair. Let me tell you how mm-hmm. I handled walk-ons. We didn't have a whole lot now. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't have a whole lot of walk-ons at positions I coach. But how I handled it was this: I let them know up front, say, "Listen, if you're going to come, if you're going to walk on here, when I was running back coach or the secondary coach, I want you to know this: I'm probably not going to be able to work with you much this first year because mm-hmm. you know you're you're." Uh, I'll give you every opportunity in the drills, but you're going to be down on the scout squad. Now, you can learn down there, and the smart the oh, smart absolutely. players learn down there because they're going against good people. I did. Time. Oh, yeah. And I then did. when spring comes uh-huh. here, we're going to give you a better shot. But I also tell them this. There's a reason why you're a walk-on here, uh-huh. and that one of the reasons is is because we probably didn't think that you were right. good enough to give a scholarship mm-hmm. to. Now. Guys right. like you, so, but you know, here's here's the thing. Well, well, I wasn't at Tennessee; I was at Boston. So <laughs> <laughs> the competition level is a little different. But it's still the same from this standpoint. Mm-hmm. The thing you get out of walk-ons are this: number one, they go to a school because they love it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, and the second thing is, most of them, and, and I know you fairly well. Most of them have a damn bowler on their shoulder, <laughs> not a <not> chip. <laughs> <laughs> and I can just imagine you were flying around knocking people's helmets off out there. And that's that's what a walk-on's got to do. Well, I was they have to understand exactly what you receiver, said. DB, I was doing it all. Punt that, return, kick and return. And that's the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, hey, you want me to you want me to clean out the toilets Scout after team. we practice? Which yeah. toilet you want me to clean out? Mm-hmm. And and that's what coaches see. Mm-hmm. They see that. They see your dedication, and those are the guys that are going to get the chance. All right. Well, we now, talked a lot about the that, Having said that, not many of are going to be walk on to play in the SEC. That's no, just yeah, tough to not do. Many, no doubt right. about that's it. Right. I guess uh, moving on, where do you see the portal, the transfer, the TP coming into play, or if at all, based off of the the team and returning players, or do they have any holes that they want to kind of target with some guys? In the you talking about Tennessee? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think without question, if you look at this team coming back next year, without question, they're going to have to get some players, some some transfers in at the linebacker position. That was the Ooh. weakest position on the yeah. team last year, uh, and uh, it's it's not going to be a whole lot better right now. Now, uh, Mitchell's coming back. My understanding, Mitchell's coming back. Uh, so that'll help a little bit, but that's still not a very strong position. But the 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 problem with the transfer portal is this for 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 every school. Now, you look at Alabama. Alabama took tr- two transfer portal players last year. They took Toto at linebacker, and they took the Williams receiver. kid, a wide receiver who was maybe the best receiver in the country. <laughs> yeah, that's easy to see why he went there. Yeah. This year, I think they're taking two. They've got one, a defensive back uh, transferring in from LSU, but. Right. The problem with the portal is the positions. What are the what are the positions that are always tough to get? Defensive linemen, right? Mm-hmm. Defensive ends, quarterback. Uh, there's a lot of running backs out there. There's a lot of wide receivers out there. Mm-hmm. There's a significant amount of defensive backs out mm-hmm. there. But if you're a defensive tackle worth anything at all, you're going to be playing where you are. Yeah. You don't see those guys leave much. Yeah. Tennessee got the Tremblay kid last okay. year mm-hmm. out of USC, and he was a mm-hmm. solid player, yeah. but. You know, he wasn't anything to write home about. Uh, so that's the problem. And and what I think we're going to see in the transfer portal, starting to play out, if you're at a program and the coach is there, now you're going to see players leave when the coach leaves. But if you're in a, if you're in a program where the coach is there and you are playing in the rotation, you're probably not going to leave. Mm-hmm. The players are going to leave are going to be quarterbacks who are not going to play, uh, and and uh, and and players who are not playing in other positions. Well, if, if I'm a head coach of some of these programs and, and a kid's not playing, I'd just soon him leave because I get another – he's not going to play for me or he mm-hmm. wouldn't be playing. Mm-hmm. 
If he wants to leave, fine. Bring somebody else in. Uh, gives you another opportunity there. But the big thing on the, 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 the transfer portal and the name image likeness, it's so new that there's not a coach out there that has his arm around arms around oh, everything. Yeah, so. And it's going to be, it's going to take some feeling out period of time, you know, how we're going to do this. Uh, you know, Michigan state's a great example. Wow. They did a heck of a job. They, they were probably a six and six team, but they brought in a bunch of transfer guys yeah. who played extremely well. Yeah. And then you got Alabama on the other side who didn't need to bring in. Any. They just brought in a, a player of need, but where you want to get your program, you want to get your program to where you're only bringing in two or three transfer portals. You, it's kind of like junior college players. You can't make a back in the day, and you still can't, you can't make a living bringing in seven, eight, nine transfers every year. Can't do it, uh, and and be and be able to compete at a championship level. And you just look at the good teams. And I'm talking about the teams that are up there. They don't bring in many transfers. They didn't last year. They're not going to. Why? Because they've recruited well. They got good players on their team. Well, being a new coaching staff, I'm just wondering where were are some of the holes that you think we need one player for sure, not as a starter, maybe just potential if someone gets hurt, but that can be at least has some experience uh, playing at a high level uh, in Power Five, and that uh, they believe that can help them out. I think so Tennessee uh, offensively, I don't see one. You know, it okay. looks like. With Hooker back, Milton's going to be back. You're not going to bring a tra- – transfer's not going to transfer in there and say, I'm going to be third team. So that the freshman kid's going to be that, the, J- the Jackson kid. I don't think offensively they have much. Maybe a skilled wide receiver. And it's kind of like recruiting, you know, where you, you put a number and say, we're only going to take two of these. Well, if a great player is still out there, if a great player wants to come on your campus, you're going to find a way to get him on your campus. Mm-hmm. But I think most, if not all, of Tennessee – they. Tennessee has an offensive tackle from Florida, the Mincy kid coming in. Uh, he, I'm assuming he'll probably move into that tackle spot that Cade Mays, we think, is leaving. Mm-hmm. But all the rest of them, I think, are going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe uh, maybe if there's a big-time running back out there, a power guy. They don't have a power guy running back, but you're probably going to see defensive. You, you're always going to take cornerbacks. You're always going to take defensive linemen. And this year, they must get at least one, if not two, transfer portal linebackers. I'll be extremely surprised if they don't bring in at least one and maybe two transfer portal guys. One thing to remember on that, that doesn't have, you know, you, you can't sign as, as Mickey knows from being an administrator, you can only sign one national letter. So all these transfer guys, they can wait and come in at the end of next, at the end of next uh, spring semester. They can come in, in the summer. They don't have to transfer in now. So you're still going to, there are going to be guys after spring practice, probably Tennessee will have some that, after spring, they're going to say, you know what? I gave it a shot. I'm going to transfer out. Uh-huh. But so what What you have when you start spring probably is not going to be what you have at the at the end of spring. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when I think we'll see some movement in there. Uh, well, we're about out of time, Coach. At, at 30 seconds or so, just a quick look ahead at, at Purdue. I know they've got a really accurate quarterback who's a fifth-year guy, and their defense has allowed 21 combined mm-hmm. points in the last two games. They lost two NFL guys, but it's still a good team they're playing. They are. I, I think this is a good matchup for Tennessee. If you just look at matchups because of this, Tennessee, when they've had problems defensively, it's been almost exclusively for one one thing, a running quarterback. Mm. 
this guy is not a running quarterback. His longest run, his longest run of the year was eight yards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, coach, I, I think me and you can run still run eight yards, man. <laughs> I would slide quickly. I, <laughs> I, I, I probably couldn't slide. So, so I do that's face a plus, first. But uh, you know, you don't. You never know about bowl games, sure. Because you never know. Really you know, you, motivated. You, you, wants you, to be you, there. You never know. But uh, th- this is a good match. I think Tennessee will play well. I do. I think their team is excited about coming here. I know Coach Heupel is really going to utilize his time to get to know a lot of people in this area that he has not been able to to, to meet and get to know. I, I know he's going to spend a lot of time with that, both recruit-type people as much as they can do there, former players who live here, and good gosh, we got to have 100 Ooh. of them living around oh, here. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, alumni and fans and things like that. He's he's very, very good at that, and, and he is very aware of how important Middle Tennessee from a recruiting standpoint is to the University of Tennessee. Coach, thank by you. The way, by the way, pretty good basketball game last night. It sure was. Uh, we've been so busy with Titan stuff today, we didn't even talk about pretty, it. Pretty uh, good basketball game. Ooh, big night. one there over Arizona. It sure it was. was. Yeah, man. All right. And folky. Funky's back. It sure was. He must have had pals before the game. He, wow. he was. He looked powerful last night. Coach, thank you. Happy holidays. You Merry bet. Christmas. Merry Christmas. See y'all. Uh, uh, happy holidays. Next week. Yeah. Uh, next week uh, Thursday's the bowl game, so we'll have to see you the next week then. And we'll squeeze you. Maybe you can come in Maybe early. Wednesday. Maybe All right, Wednesday. we'll figure it out. Our right. people will get with your people. Coach Doug <laughs> Matthews. <laughs> see you. Always have him on each week. Uh, Tennessee Highway Safety. Office making that happen. We come back. Our final thoughts about tonight's game. And Ramon Foster has re- responded to our request that he play for the Titans tonight. We'll tell you what that is, too. Go get your Titans. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. If you are uh, an NFL-capable guard, report to Nissan Stadium. Uh-oh. No, that's Ramon. He's the first in line. He's got to be. He can play guard. He may not be at the tackle. We don't want to put him in a bind. Well, hey, man, I think you can show up in uh, at that tack- I mean, that guard position. That's true. Do pretty solid. I should say guard or tackle. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. So we, we made a public. Here's what's going on right as we started the show today. Uh, Kendall Lamb put on Instagram that he is in a COVID protocol uh, and would not play tonight. This was after the news that Taylor LeJuan would not play tonight. This was after the news uh, that Roger Saffold would not play tonight and is in COVID protocol. So the Titans down a couple of tackles, down a guard. Um, Aaron Brewer, we assume, will start at guard for Saffold. He did last week. The thought was Kendall Lamb would start for Taylor LeJuan, but he is in COVID protocol. So we just put out the bat signal for Ramon Foster. It's like, we just figured this out. Mm-hmm. He's immediately eligible. Just drive on down there. You're in Nashville, yeah. Ramon. Well, the bat signal had a, a Titan T. It sure did. And, and he answered. He said, if I was football training, Mickey, this would be an option. Wow, they are down bad. Football training. Training. Yeah, he's riding the Peloton, but that, he's not. That, that ain't football training. That's no, what he not. said. Yeah. <laughs> I, told well, I, him, like, I said, hey, man, off the Peloton and back in the league, baby. And he just sent LOL. <laughs> hey, man, we got to get him out there, man. Come on, man. You're going to do for an extra, extra 500 grand. <laughs> the, the, only, the only thing that, that stacks up to that is, and this is still one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Cause that's, I was, that's really hard to do, by the way. So I, I apologize. Remember who did it? They did it halfway through the season? No, at the end of the season. Neil O'Donnell. Oh, well, that's a different quarterback. That rascal came out of the YMCA yeah, and started the final game and won, and won a game. Yeah. I remember watching him carry the ball off the field. Yeah. Every time I see him, I just laugh, just thinking about that. That was amazing. That, that was yeah. week, six, week 17. Well, that's one of the positions. If you're you you know you're still throwing the ball, 
you know, I, I think it's one of the positions you can come in and do that, though, to be honest. It's still rough, though. You haven't been hit for a while, so he might have fresh. He might not <laughs> be able to duplicate so that the next week, but <laughs> <laughs> all he had to do was for one week. He did it. And Neil Donald is a dude to do that. He is that kind of guy. He's like, oh, well. That what I got to what I got to lose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he didn't lose the game. They I beat the Bucks that day. That was fantastic. Great guy. Uh, shout Great out guy. to Neil O'Donnell for sure. Um the 49ers special teams are, are are by all accounts a train wreck. Man, I heard you say that asking Cam. This is uh, this was out of his article. I want to be worse just, than a train wreck. I wanted to be just pathetic. They're pretty pathetic. Uh, this was his, what he had written correct. about their special teams. Don't fumble kickoff returns. Don't muff punts. Don't miss field goals. Don't allow big returns. Don't go short on kickoffs. Those are all the things that they are doing. Um, the punter is the kickoff guy, Mitch Wisnowski. His kickoffs are so bad, they're looking at Robbie Gold, who's 39, to maybe try to get him to kick off. Um, they've been fumbling kickoff returns. Uh, Jermichael Hasty fumbled two kickoff returns. Last week, uh, Travis Benjamin fumbled away a punt the week before. Man, if you can just get some field goal, uh, some field position tonight, even to give yourself a chance to to get three points here or there. And you said this earlier, so maybe the special teams can help against a bad unit. Your thing was uh, these defense got to like, hey man, we're going to get some turnovers tonight. We have mm-hmm. to get the ball back for the offense. Ugh. I never like that feeling there. Maybe they got to score tonight. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but hey, uh, if AJ Brown and Julio, I hope they don't have to score. They should have to, they're supposed to be uh, playmakers, so it's supposed to both be up tonight. Yeah, AJ so and Julio, we'll see how long. But for the time being, I'm assuming they're going to be up the whole entire time, and uh, they should be making plays. You said this. We were walking in today, and we just looked at each other, and you said hey, tight ends are going to have to block tonight. They're going all hands on deck to try to block Nick Bosa and that 49ers defensive line. And we had a reporter on from the 49ers earlier. He said, "Look." Because we were essentially like, okay, what's well, the kryptonite for this crew? He said, it's outside on defense. It's the cornerbacks. Defensive back, yeah. yeah. Or defense. This was the quote. It's I wrote this down. Yeah. He said, secondary can fall apart real fast. That means if injuries, but that's where you had a great pass rush. So, you know, yeah. you're trying to compensate. Like you for always it. say, I didn't have to backpedal when the freak was here. Oh, man. He you got it. Nick Bosa. They don't have to cover anybody. Oh. Just wait. Yeah, so I'm about to see. We about to see. Oh my gosh! And Julio and AJ Julio. Brown can come, can, can make a difference here, man. So we shall see. I I can't wait, man. I I'm, I can't wait to see who's gonna start at offensive line. No, I'm, genu- I'm genuinely excited just to see what happens tonight. Yeah, I really I am. am. Yeah. Because this is when Vrabel's at his best, you right be. here. But this is maybe the the chips. This is the most I think I've seen his chips against him. Well, his chips are down, and we're out. <laughs> we got to go. 3HL coming up. Yeah, our oh, time's over. Man. 3HL, hey, they'll handle pregame duties tonight, so Dr. Smooth will be checking in with them. He's cheating on us for the pregame. Oh, okay. We'll give him the one, one pass, yeah, one hall yeah. pass. Mm-hmm. We got to go. Uh, hey, tighten up tonight, right? Oh, yeah. Tighten up. Beautiful night. It's going to be lit. It's going to be loud. It's going to be fun, especially they get that win and they will get that win against the 49 oh, tonight there's yes. a prediction yes we will get the win since we get to predict right but in between time in between time in between time in between time peace <laughs> we got to go